0: Good morning. Good morning. Come on, you can do better than that. Good morning. Good morning. All right, now I know you're awake. <laughs> I come from a culture of call and response. So things are a little different, but I, I would like to invite you to feel comfortable to say amen when I say something that resonates with you. When I quote a scripture or something like that that you identify with, you can say amen. So let's try it on three. One, two, three. Amen. Alright, I like it. I wasn't called up today to give you my testimony. That'll be at some other other time. I'll just briefly tell you, I pastored a small church in New York. As you can tell, New York, I say New York, in a, a small town, Uh I am originally from New York City. My grandfather and my father were pastors. I am the prodigal son, the wayward one that you've read about in the scripture, that's me. So if you have a loved one that you're praying for, that God would get him Keep doing it because it's true. The Bible is incredibly true. Train up a child in the way they should go, and when they're old, they will not depart from it. And I am living proof of that. Amen? All right, I heard an amen. All right, before I get to the message, just a couple of things I just wanted to say. I am very grateful to pastor for giving me the opportunity to speak. And I want to tell you something, having grown up in the church and pastored a church I'm going to tell you a story to tell you this, but before I tell you the story, I, I was, last Sunday I was really, really riveted by that relevant message. And I hope you guys were, and I was saying to myself, boy, I feel sorry for whoever has to come behind that message. <laughs>
1: and lo and behold,
0: Pastor texted me up, hey, can you do Sunday? Church, let me just say this story to you. There was a family traveling across the country, they wanted to take a scenic tour of the, the country, and they're driving along, and just as they got to the most scenic point in their journey, a bug hit the window, and the mountains were beautiful, the sky, the clouds, the sun, it was almost like a painted postcard, but all that family was doing from that moment on was looking at that bug smutz on their windshield. And in doing that, they missed the beautiful thing behind it. And I just want to tell you that as a as a former pastor, oftentimes in the church we get caught up in the little things, and we focus on the little negative things, and we miss the big picture. God has given me a gift of discernment, and I can tell you that your pastor loves the Lord, he loves you, and he loves to preach the Word of God, all of it. And you should be very grateful for that, because it's very rare today It's very difficult to find that today. Most of the pastors are speaking what they think people want to hear so they can fill up the seats and fill up their coffers. But the measure of a successful church is that the word of God is coming out of the pulpit into the people in the pews, and the people in the pews are going out into the community making a difference for our Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. All right. Amen. Let me pray for a minute. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to feed your lambs and your sheep. As always, Lord, I ask that you would word my lips that I might rightly divide your word of truth, Lord. I pray for the hearts, the minds, and the ears of the listeners that they would be receptive to what it is you would have them to glean from your word. Any here who are carrying sick, Lord, we just lift them up for your intervention, Lord, to a good old-fashioned miracle or medical intervention, whatever your will is, we stand in line with that. As always, Lord, if anything is to be forgotten, let it be Jerome, and that which to be remembered is your incredible living word. And we we'll thank you in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Amen. All right. And I would ask you to stand with me for the reading of God's word. Many of you know this already. Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. You may be seated. Thank you. The title of the sermon is, Who are you walking with, who are you standing with, and who are you sitting with? Who are you walking, standing, and sitting with? Here, as you listen to that or read that, you see there is a progression from... Walking, standing, and ultimately sitting. There's a progression there. But I want to go a little further. I want to take you to Amos 3.3 to start this sermon. And listen to what Amos says. Can two walk together unless they be agreed? Can two walk together unless they agree? And you see the point where we're going to, who are you walking with? Who are you agreeing with? And who are you standing with? And who are you sitting with? That means to move in progress or make progress in the same direction, to walk, to walk with, to walk alongside of, but being walking with someone in the same direction. And that's why we find when oxen are being worked or horses are being worked to pull something, there is a yoke on them that forces them to walk in the same direction. If they walked in different directions, the task would not get accomplished. So it's very important that they walk together and that's the point of the yoke. And there's always a person who's sitting in the back kind of correcting them to make sure that they stay on the straight and the narrow because they tend to drift off just like we do. We tend to drift. And it's very important that we yoke to someone that keeps us on the right path and we follow the teachings of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that person who normally keeps those oxen in line or those horses in line, is very similar to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is he and his word that must keep us in line as well as each other from time to time. It's important that we, disciples of Jesus Christ, encourage one another. When we see another one of us going astray, we yoke ourselves to them and bring them back making sure that we are yoked to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, so that we are not going astray and leading someone else astray. So the question is, who are you walking with? Who are you walking with? Are you yoked to and leading a life or being led in your life by the counsel of God, His Word, or is it someone else? Who are you walking with and receiving counsel from? Counsel means guidance, instruction, and direction. Jesus says, "My yoke is easy and my burden is light." We find that in Matthew 11:30. We want to be yoked to Jesus who says, "My yoke, or my yoke is easy and my burden is light." That's who we want to be yoked to. Are you yoked to the word of God and letting him lead you and counsel you as you go down life's path? Who are you getting your counsel from? Who are you walking with? Or are you walking with and being counseled by the world? Who are you being counseled by? Who are you walking with? Is it our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and His Word, or is it the world that is counseling you? If you're receiving counsel from the world, you're not being blessed. Like it says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the world or the ungodly. If you're receiving counsel from the world, you are not blessed and you are walking in darkness, constantly stumbling and bumping into harmful things that you cannot see because you're walking in darkness. Walking in God's counsel is like walking in the dark with night vision goggles on. You can see in the dark. You can see everything that could trip you up and hurt you, and I'll tell you a quick little story. When I was working for narcotics... For the DEA in New York City, where I met my lovely wife, so drugs can do wonderful things for you. <coughs> I used to get the privilege of taking all the new equipment home and trying it out. And one night, we got some military goggles, night vision goggles, because we used to do sophisticated surveillances and things like that. So I took them home. I couldn't wait to try them out. It was a perfect night. Get to the top of my driveway. My driveway was about six, 700 feet long in New York, and it was in a rural area, so it's not well lit. And it was a perfect night for night vision goggles. Stars were out and it was pitch black. So I got out of my car, I closed the door, I waited for the dome light to, to go out. I put the vision goggles up to my face and it was pitch black until I hit the on button. When I hit the on button it was like a miracle. I could see in the dark. I could see everything that I would normally trip over and hurt myself. I could see shadows. In the dark, I could see leaves rustling in the dark. And that's what it is like to walk with Jesus Christ. He will be your light in the darkness of this world. Amen? Psalm 23, 1 through 4. You know this one. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters, which is peace. He restores my soul when I'm tired and beat. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Who is leading you? Who are you walking with and receiving counsel from? If the Lord is your shepherd, the one you are yoked to and walking with and receiving counsel from, then you can truly say the next part. Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Another little brief story, oftentimes when we would go after wanted men, and I was in the violent felony warrant squad, we hunted killers, and they knew we were looking for them, and they would often tell their relatives to tell them, you better tell those, the police that when they come, they better come with body bags because I'm not going back. And I can't tell you how many times stood outside of a door with a ram or a shield getting ready to go in to get a guy and wondered, is this going to be the last thing I do? However, knowing that my life is in his hands, and his hand in my life, I can truly say, yea, though I walk through this valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, and thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. It might have been my time. Obviously, it wasn't, because I'm here, standing here talking to you, but if it was my time to go, I knew when I closed my eyes down here on earth, I would open them up in heaven in the presence of the Lord. Amen? Amen? You have confidence in Christ. You cannot lose if you are walking with Jesus Christ, and He is counseling you. Sickness may come, death may even come, maybe sorrow may come, but either way, whatever comes in your life, if you are walking with the Lord Jesus Christ, you can't lose. Amen? If you are weighted down by life's burdens, by the chaos that's going on in the world today, friends, Don't get your counsel from the news or friends. Get your counsel from Jesus Christ, from God's holy word. It's all recorded in his word. What's going to happen? There's nothing new that's going to surprise God. God knows it. He says, I know the end from the beginning. Trust God. Go to him. Seek counsel from him. If you're burdened, like I said, from the world, if you're burdened by some shameful thing in your past that's waiting you down, be set free from that in the name of Jesus Christ. His blood was shed for you on the cross of Calvary to relieve you of the burden of sin. All the things that you have done wrong, they have been nailed to the cross. Leave them there. Colossians 2.14 says that Jesus has nailed all accusations against us to the cross. Leave them there on the cross of Calvary, friends. Don't carry the guilt and the shame with you. Lord, I did it. Forgive me, and it is gone. It is in the sea of forgetfulness. It is as far from you as the east is from the west. You need not be burdened by the shame and the guilt of your past. The Bible says, Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. We were talking about this in Sunday school this morning. If you are burdened by life's heavy laden burdens, be set free by Jesus Christ, Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty eight through thirty, Come unto me, all that ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, that yoke, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden. Is light rest? The Hebrew word is Sabbath. This is our Sabbath, our day of rest, where we're not supposed to do anything. But the Bible tells us Jesus is saying to us, "Come unto me, and I will give you rest." That's the counsel you want to see. Be yoked to the world to the Word of God. Let Him lead you down life's path. Walk with the Lord in His. Marvelous light. The Bible says "If we were in darkness, and he called us out of the darkness into his marvelous light. Psalm one nineteen one o five says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Who are you being counseled by, and who are you walking with? Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. In Hebrew, blessed, the word blessed is esher, which means happiness, to be straight, to be level and right, and to be going forward. It's a beautiful thing. In the New Testament, where we have the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit and blessed and so on, the word is makarios. Makarios, and in the Greek it means to be supremely blessed, fortunate, well-off, and happy are you walking with Christ where the blessings are are you walking with Christ where the blessings are blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the way of sinners here standeth or standing means to stand behind or beside another in support are you standing with or in line with what the bible teaches Or are you standing in opposition to what the Bible teaches? Are you standing in line with what the Bible teaches? Or are you standing in line behind something that opposes what the Scripture teaches? For whomever you walk with and receive counsel from will inform who you stand with and what you stand for and where you ultimately are seated. I think you can see the progression here, right? You're talking... You're walking, you're standing, and now seated. Where you stand on current issues is because of whom... Let me say that again. Where you stand on current issues, I don't think I have to tell you what they are, where you stand on current issues is because of whom you have been walking with and receiving counsel from. If you are standing on an issue and you are opposing the gospel of Jesus Christ, you are wrong. You are dead wrong because your soul depends upon who you follow. Are you following Christ and getting His counsel or are you getting the dark counsel of the world? The world will have you confused. But we have the truth. We talked about it this morning in Sunday school. John really hammers away at the truth and reports Jesus saying, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Say that again. Amen. All right. No one comes to the Father but by me. Jesus was abundantly clear. It's imperative that we walk with Christ when we're alone and corporately when we are together with like minded disciples of Jesus Christ. Because so there are a lot of people calling themselves Christians and they are not following the word or the teaching of God in that Bible that we share. Hebrews 10. 22 and 25 says, Let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. That means standing firm on your profession of faith, standing firm on what God's Word teaches. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. When we come together, we are supposed to be guiding and encouraging each other. When someone is struggling, you are to be there. Yoke yourself upon or with them and give them encouragement. All of the things that you've experienced in life, your testimony, there's no testimony without a test. And you have been tested for your testimony to give to someone else who may be struggling with something that you went through. And you have gone through that, and now you can share that with them. You can encourage them. Listen, I know it seems dark right now, but God is with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. I can tell you that because I have been there, and no one can ever debunk your testimony. Amen? Who can debunk what God has done for you? No one. Amen? Amen? We must exhort each other. Or exhorting one another, as so much the more you see the day approaching, and that is the day of the Lord approaching. The day of the Lord is approaching. Yeah, you know, you may get a little tired. Lord, when are you coming back? Things are getting really rough and crazy. Well, every day that goes by and Jesus has not come is another day closer to when he will come. Amen? All right. We must support and pray for each other more now than ever, friends. We must pray and support each other now more than ever. We must hunger and thirst for righteousness and God's counsel. We must hunger and thirst for righteousness and God's counsel. The world's counsel today is a perfect example of ungodly counsel. The counsel of the world today is a perfect example of ungodly counsel. Know that every day that I said that passes by is one day closer to the our Lord and Savior cracking that sky and taking us out of here. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sitters, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. A brief word about that. In Hebrew, to be seated means to be placed somewhere to stay, remaining where you are. Here, the seat of the scornful means proud critical to reject God's true wisdom, which we talked about in Sunday school this morning, to be in contempt or derision of others. What a terrible place to be. And you certainly don't want to be there. If you're there, you do not want to stay there. Let the Lord lead you, guide you, and move you from there. The seat of the scornful is never a good place to be, and we must stand for God's truth and speak God's truth in love to them that are in the seat of the scornful. Don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid to tell them, listen, I'm i sorry, I, I disagree with you. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I follow Jesus Christ, and you want to live that way, it's not fine, the wages of sin is death. I'm telling you, this is the way of life, the Word of God. Follow what God says, and you'll be okay. We must speak the truth in love, "...to them that sit in the seat of the scornful, and today, today you see many scoffing, mocking, ridiculing, and joking about God and sin, and hell." Some of them talking about, yeah, when I die, I'll go to hell, that's where all my friends are. That is so ignorant and void of the understanding. Listen, Satan is a powerful adversary, and God made hell for Satan and his angels." Any human being that ends up in hell, God have mercy on them. That is a terrible place to be. And I knew God was working in my heart because years ago I wanted all my enemies to go to hell. Now I don't want my worst enemy to go to hell. Because God has given me a new lens to look through the lens of love. And the lens that recognizes that every single person is made in the image of almighty God. Amen? Scoffers look down on others. Or let me just go back to this. Mocking, ridicule, and joking about God and sin, but the Bible is clear. In Galatians 6, 7, it says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Don't lose heart or sight of what you have in Christ Jesus when you see the, the sinful and the mockers doing well. There is a day of judgment, the Bible is clear, it is appointed unto man, once to die, and after death, judgment. And friends, I hope everyone in the sound of my voice, when they stand before God in his judgment, they hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. Amen? I feel for those who are going to hear, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. I don't want anyone that I know, that I encounter, that I work with, that I socialize with, to hear that. That is just whew, it's bringing me to tears. scoffers look down and ridicule others. They demand tolerance for their behavior. But they are least tolerant of those who are in opposition to their debauchery. They are least tolerant to those who stand in opposition to their debauchery. We must be constantly vigilant to monitor our conversations, who we walk with, where we stand on issues, and who we are seated with ultimately. To be seated is to be comfortable. To be seated is to be comfortable. If we are not uncomfortable in the company of the ungodly people around us, something is amiss in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Read that again. If we, if you, are not uncomfortable in the company of the ungodly, something is very amiss with your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You should be very uncomfortable when people are speaking filth, when they're watching filth, when they're doing all of this debauchery. It should really make you uncomfortable when you're there near that. If not, you need to check your relationship with your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So where should we be seated we know where we should be, what we should be talking about, we know where we should, who we should be walking with and be yoked to. We know where we should be standing, where should we be seated? Ephesians 2:6 tells us that God has raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. That's where I want to sit. Amen. That's where I don't want to be moved from. Friends, our comfort, our joy, our peace of mind and rest is found in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has overcome the world. We need not live in fear, and we must keep our minds stayed on him. He whose mind is stayed on him, he will keep in perfect peace. That's Isaiah 26.3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. I have a friend who was a gospel singer who wrote a song, Perfect Peace. His name is Daryl Dolman. What a beautiful song. What a beautiful song. Perfect peace. It talks about the peace that the world can't understand. When the storms of life are raging, it'll say to you, you know, believe in me, trust in me, and you'll find serenity. It's just a beautiful song and, and so comforting. Never forget friends that we are God's ambassadors to the lost. We are God's ambassadors to the lost. We are to be salt and light to this world. God's word is clear. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. It is never wise to talk, to walk, to stand, or sit in opposition to God. I'll say that again. It is never wise to talk, to walk, to stand, or to sit in opposition to God. From Genesis to Revelation in your Bible, you see all who oppose him lose and ultimately will lose their lives in the end. The world has severed its moral moorings to God and is in a moral freefall. The world has severed its moorings to God and is in a moral freefall. The world talks in darkness, but we talk knowing what Matthew 12:36 says, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. Are you monitoring what you say? Are you monitoring who you're walking with? Are you monitoring where you're standing on issues? And are you monitoring who you are comfortably seated with? This world walks in darkness, but we don't anymore. Ephesians 5.8 says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Not like everybody else. We should be walking differently. The world's council is satanic. And all it offers is death and destruction. Psalm seventy three twenty four says thou shalt guide me with thy counsel. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. What a promise. Amen. Amen. What a promise. So who are you walking with? Who are you standing with? Psalm ninety four sixteen says this God asks, Who will rise up for me against the evil doers? Who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Is it you? Is it you? Will you stand for God like Isaiah said, Here am I, send me? Will you be that person? To stand up knowing that you do not stand alone, that you stand in the presence of God and he is behind you? Are you that person? And with whom are you seated? Job 23.3 tells us, Oh, that I knew where I might find him, that I might come to his seat. That's the seat you want to be in. Amen? And never move. I'll end now. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. What are you meditating on? What are you meditating on? Who are you walking with? Who are you standing with? And who are you seated with? And what are you meditating on?
1: I would encourage you
0: to change your routine up. and Get up a little earlier than you usually do. And sit in your sunroom, your porch, or your dock, or wherever it is where you... Make your cup of coffee or your cup of tea, whatever it is, and spend a little time with him in the garden before the dew is on the roses. Amen? Amen. Amen. Sunrises are free, and they are incredibly beautiful. Amen. Sit down with your coffee, tea, watch the sunrise, and talk to your Father. Amen? Amen? Let me close in prayer. Father, thank you for your word. We're so grateful to you, Lord. Lord, give us the wherewithal, the strength, the boldness to... Talk, walk, stand, and be seated for you. Let us be the ones that say, send me. Here I am. I will go. We ask again, Father, that you would grant us to our home safely. Let our fellowship together after the service be pleasing unto you. Bless the food. Make it nourishing to our bodies. And we'll thank you in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. And let me give you this blessing. May the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and grant you peace. Till we meet again. God bless you.